0: I mean, technically, (laughs) but emotionally. (laughs) Will we ever be emotionally ready for these episodes? All right, let's go. go. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clothier, and with me is my co-host, Dara Whitman. All right, and today we are talking about The Legend of Korra, but we have started a new season. We are on the very last season of Legend of Korra, which is book four, Balance. Yes. And today we are talking about the premiere, which is episode one, After All These Years, and episode two, Korra Alone. Now, Dara, it seems like you have a lot of feels about this.
1: I am... Confused. Yes. A bit sad. Mm-hmm. Hopeful. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Okay. Mainly confused. Okay. Like, super confused. Mm-hmm. Like, an abundance of confusion. There's, there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to explain. You know what's weird though with these two episodes? What? I like how they connect. They do connect really well. Yes. I thought, yeah.
0: Yeah, they, they did go hand in hand because the first episode, we're like, where's Cora? And the epi- next episode is... All Korra. basically. So yeah, it does fit very well. They're like, well, let's start off with a synopsis. So when we when we start off, it's interesting because we don't really start off with much, but we have one of our kind of our standard flashback sequences. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a flashback. This is black black and white, and not sepia yeah. tone. And we have a uh, Shiro Shinobi who is like the the radio presenter, um, giving us
1: the the scoop. about what's been happening um we see because i I need i need to say this because this is kind of confusing i was just kind of like oh we're gonna jump another couple weeks we've jumped three years three years and it's kind of it's not really you don't see that in cartoons that you jump so many years Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what 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 Huh? no you're supposed (laughs) to explain it to me oh yeah yeah,
0: we'll, we'll get to it. Um, so we talk about, uh, so with that opening sequence, we it talks about um, things that are going on in Republic City. It seems like Republic City has adapted to living amongst the spirit wilds. Um, Which is Buildings good. have been built around it. Infrastructure is built around it. Um, there's a new rail system in place. There's an Avatar Korra Park dedicated mm-hmm. to Avatar Korra. Because, um, you know, she kind of
1: saved all your asses. Yeah. Several times.
0: Yeah, so we see Republic City and how that's been doing. And casually, just mentions um, like three years, and we don't really hear it. But at the um, but we end up seeing this episode is called "After All These Years" mm-hmm. and what's happened. It's been three years since the um, end of the last season, which is a huge time skip—more than, than a time skip than we've seen at any point during either series. Mm-hmm. And so we open on a scene at we are at the Central City Station, uh, and President Raiko is having a grand reopening and they're saying that there is a rail system that will now um, be able to connect you uh the united republic to the rest of the earth kingdom like never before and one of the people behind that is the leader of future industries the lovely osami sato
1: yay who I is barely so who is barely aged in three years i love this traveling wouldn't age that much she, no
0: well yeah she doesn't look a ton older she has a sli- slightly different outfit and she has a uh, ponytail now
1: Yeah, like, they kind of matured everybody through hairdo.
0: Yeah. You know, you kind of see everyone's, like, kind of like how after everyone leaves high school, like, everyone gets, like, a a lot different haircut. (laughs) I didn't. Like, well, guys do. You know, guys always had, like, the swoopy hair, and then, like, as soon as they went for college, everybody got, like, a ton of hair chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that with this.
1: Yeah. Here's one thing I'm wondering about, especially with, like, Asami, Mako, and because I know, like, with Korra, it's a different story. Mm Mm-hmm. Did they, like, not see each other at all in the three years, or was it kind of like they just saw each other, like, sporadically?
0: I think the idea here is that everyone is super busy, and so they haven't seen each other a lot in the past three okay. years. Because they, well, especially with uh, Mako and Asami have both been in Republic City, but Mako, you know, is a detective. He was working with the police force, and Asami was busy basically rebuilding all of Republic City Good with their company. King. So they've been kind of busy. Haven't gotten a chance so to see each like other. it wasn't like we
1: haven't seen each other in years. It's d- like a. I really
0: don't think so. We I haven't
1: gone around to like hanging out. I
0: don't think they specify it, but I think they probably, probably some of those friends that you go like months or like even half a year without seeing sometimes. That's how I interpreted that. I don't mm-hmm. think they really specified uh, either way there. Um, but another person who is at attendance at this ribbon cutting event is Prince Wu who is uh, next in line for the throne. He was the nephew of the Earth Queen and is soon will be
1: coronated. Okay, uh, two questions. Yeah. One who voices him?
0: Uh, oh, good question. And I totally forget. Because it
1: sounds like semi-familiar or it might just be like one of those guys who can do kind of like a, a douchebag uh, voice.
0: Sunil M- Malhotra?
1: I don't know who Malhotra? that is. Malhotra?
0: What has he been in? Uh, television work. Century City. Fish Hook's house. He was on
1: House. He play on point? House. I don't, I don't think he played anybody big.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's Star Wars: The Clone Wars uh, movie.
1: So just like a random guy who can do good voices.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's in some video games. Yeah. I don't really. Okay. I'm jumping out at me here. Yeah. A lot of a lot of voice voice work. Okay. But he has a good voice. So
1: yeah, he I does. It he sounds like doing- kind of like he sounds like kind of just like not like I guess like a young guy, kind of douche head. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> That's what he sounds And like. my second question is, so yeah. if he's supposed to be the king, why has he not been coronated already? Okay, so... It's not, like... Oh, I was going to say, because it's not, like, frozen terms, where it's, like, the parents die, right. and then you automatically... That's not how that It's not that it You don't wait... I don't think you wait a couple of years. Like, you... As somebody, like, who's... Especially, I know, like, with British royalty, like, the king dies, long live the like, king. Like, the next <laughs> person is going to get coronated, like I was coronated that. fairly, like, within, like, a couple months. Yeah.
0: So... What I think happened is that I'm not sure if we get this stated very explicitly, but um, after the Earth Queen died, we kind of saw Bossing say was in shambles. Um, people were kind of going crazy because nobody true. liked the Earth Queen, and so they were taking that opportunity to do whatever they want. There was a lot of looting going on, like the, the walls were torn down of Bossing Se. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of, I think, went for the whole Earth kingdom. So I think if there was a lot of disarray, a lot of kind of unsure with mm-hmm. everything um just a lot a lot going on things kind of falling apart so there wasn't really so things kind of fell apart before people had time to kind of hold them together so mm-hmm. there was really no almost no platform to even crown somebody on you know what i mean you know it like it, it, the, the earth kingdom wasn't in a good enough shape to even have a leader at that point mm-hmm. so and we kind of get a little bit more about how that was fixed or of how people thought to fix that later on Mm-hmm. um but going but yeah, so Prince Wu hasn't really gotten the chance to be coronated yet with okay. everything that's been going on okay just, yeah didn't really have the chance to do that yet um and so but that's coming up very soon as we learn but this prince guy is kind of a he's
1: kind of a uh
0: what's the word I'm looking for here he's a
1: kind of a, a dick kind of a not like, a dick. He's like a bit, smarmy. He's, like, trying to be Bolin, yeah. but he's, like, not good. But the worst be, Bolin. The worst of Bolin.
0: The, like, worse than worst he's Bolin. In. He's nuk He's. <laughs> but, uh, and so he, he goes up and tries to flirt with Asami, and she's not having any of it. Good for her. And Mako comes in, and, you know, he tries to tell, he's like, oh, somebody wants to talk to you over over there. So we finally get a chance to see Mako and Asami talk, and it sounds like they really, ha- it's been a long time since they've seen each other.
1: Um, or at least, like, hang out and had a nice, like... Some noodles.
0: Yeah. And they've been really busy because part of Mako's job is that um, he's been taken off being a detective and he's been made Wu's bodyguard. So that's what he's kind of been up to lately. And he really hates it. Poor Mako. He goes home and he bangs his head against the wall. I feel
1: bad for Mako. Yeah. For once. For for once I feel bad for Mako. He seems like he's super matured in like three years.
0: Yeah. And he's ready to be a detective again. And we all know that Detective Mako... Is the best Mako. Is best Mako. So they... They're talking and they they say it's been a um, a long time since the four of them have been together, but that's going to happen soon because Bolin will be coming to Republic City, um, for the coronation and Korra gonna... should be there as well. Yeah, and so then we get a little bit more information about the the coronation and <laughs> Reiko and Lynn are like, yeah, you probably like you know we we take take care of everything, so you know we pre- pretty much should be okay you know anybody killing you um and we learn here that uh kuvira who is a character that we met at the end of the previous season um has done a pretty good job of stabilizing the nation because it was super unstable things were kind of falling apart but in these past three years um kuvira has kind of taken the lead in Mm -hmm. stabilizing everything so you know things things were in a pretty pretty all right spot or so we think um but Later, we go to – it's a state. So the interesting thing about the Earth Kingdom is that it's kind of made up of almost city states. Okay. So it's kind of – because we, we know Almashu, right? Omashu mm-hmm. kind of has its own king, but it's still part of the Earth Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bigger umbrella of, like, where the Earth King, Earth Queen kind of are. Mm-hmm. So, But there's different kind of principalities, different kind of states. Um, and we kind of see it on a map later. So right now we're in the state of Yai. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see it's, it's kind of – not doing so great. There's bandits everywhere. Yeah. The city's whole city's falling apart, so we have some uh bandits who are robbing. Um, but who sh- who shows up to save the day just in time? Got some airbenders. Yeah. We got uh Kai and Opal who have grown. Well, Kai has grown up a lot. Kai went through puberty. Oh.
1: He's still going through puberty. He's still going through puberty.
0: And they've got like their X Men
1: uniforms.
0: Yeah, so they have these new uniforms instead of the very traditional Airbender garb, like similar to what Aang wore in the original series. Um, they have their they're kind of like flight suits. Um, yeah, they, they look kind of like flying squirrels when they fly. That too. It's kind of cool. <clears throat> um, so they kind of show up um, on an air bison whose name is Lefty, who was a baby last time we saw him in the last season. But now he's grown up.
1: Yeah, aw, Lefty.
0: Um, and they are able to take care of the bandits. And it's pretty cool mm-hmm. getting to see them in action, seeing how much they've learned, and oh, so nice. Yeah. But the, the governor of the state, he kind of shows up, and he's like, hey, I talked to Tenzin. Why is it just two people? Because we're in kind of a state of disarray. But mm-hmm. it turns out that uh, even though a lot of the Earth Kingdom has stabilized, uh, airbenders are still kind of spread thin because there's just a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go move on to... We are on a train now, and we're going through... We talked a little bit about them earlier. There's, like, a big old rail system that goes yeah, uh, yeah. all throughout the Earth Kingdom. And so on this very nice train that, like, totally looks like it's out of uh, we see Bolin is there. yeah, And Bolin is wearing a very nice uniform. He is. He has hair cut. He looks like an adult. Yeah, his hair's all, like, gelled down. And Mama's hair is gelled down, too. Everyone has, like, very, like, grown-up haircuts, that's, as yeah, we that's talked that's about. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. and so everybody looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Bolin is... He looks like he's he's kind of has an important job now. We don't know what that is, but we'll find out shortly. I was about to say
1: what's his job.
0: So, um, Bolin is talking to Batar. Batar Jr. is there. Um, Kuvir is there. And Varric and Julie are there. Yeah. So it's good to see them again. They're all wearing, like, the same uniform. So they're all working together. We can tell that.
1: Wait, do we have to give Nerdson a name now?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. This is Nerdson. Because that's what we call him. But his name is Batar Jr. Because Batar is Su-Yan's yeah, yeah. husband. Yeah, Batar.
1: Is he the only other one we're going to give a name to? Like, do, do, does, um... We should
0: probably start calling him by his name. Or we can just call him Nerdson for the Batar? rest of the time.
1: I don't mind. I can call him, No, I'm saying, like, are the other kids, uh, like, the twin kids and Skrillex. Son, Are we yeah. going to give them names, or can I just keep calling them? Um, I think... I mean, we don't see
0: him in the next few episodes, but... Okay. I guess I don't think. When is the next time we see them? I forget. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so, Batar. Batar, uh, very truly, Cuvier are all there, and Bolin says that, hey, we have two more states... Um, who have agreed to join their cause. And so they are at a nice 90%. And so Varric is like, yeah, hey, let's celebrate. Um, Kavira doesn't want to celebrate because she wants the Earth Kingdom to be at 100%. So what their goal is, is that they, after the Earth Kingdom kind of fell in disarray, it sounds like a lot of the city-state just kind of went t- to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But Kavira wants to join them together um, under her, basically, to make one. Um, to make the Earth Kingdom kind of whole again. Yeah, yeah. I'm. She so wants to. She wants. They call her the quote unquote Great Uniter because she's uniting the whole Earth Kingdom again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So confused. What? What? What are you confused about?
1: I think we need to keep going, just like to like explain it. Like, yeah. Cause like just like the way they kind of set her in the third season, I have a feeling she's the villain. Okay. And like. I guess cause, like, the way, like, people were, like, reacting to her, mm-hmm. like, especially, like, our main characters, mm-hmm. it's, like, they seem like they don't like her. Yeah. But I'm, like, I thought everybody was cool with her. Yeah. And well, the fact that, like, nobody seems – I mean, Opal seems upset because, like, they get to the safe, the place, uh, the city. Yeah. That uh, Kai and Opal are at. Yeah. And there's, like, a nice little cute reuniting with Opal. Yeah, Opal reunites. And it's just kind of – and, like, she doesn't like them and, like, I'm just, like, well, then why are you – but, like – like, why is Boleyn working with her? Why is like every it seems like people are okay with this, mm-hmm. but like some people aren't. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confused. Yeah. We we do learn more of that as kind of as we go on this. Season. I know I'm not I'm not like worried. I'm just kind of yeah. like
0: Yeah. But, but they get to the city. They do. Well, before there's that, some bandits. There's some bandits that that uh interrupt them halfway through on their on their journey. And you know, they say talk about sending out uh people to control, but we Kabir's like, nah. I got this, and she is
1: a badass.
0: Kuvira is a badass. Whether we want to like her or not, we cannot deny Kuvira is a badass. I like
1: her. Oh, I like her so far as a badass. Not sure how I feel about her as a person.
0: Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention. I don't think this on the show yet. Kuvira is voiced by Zelda Williams. Yeah. So, and I think Zelda Williams does a really good job on her. We don't get to see. Yeah, because so I've not so seen her
1: much in like stuff. Yeah, I think the only thing I saw there's like this video of um. Uh, her and Neil Gaiman and Patton Oswalt reading a scene for American Gods. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like, do you ever read American Gods? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's a scene with a, a man and a prostitute. If you know what I'm talking about, it's like really near the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. And it's great. That's the <laughs> only thing I've ever seen her.
0: <laughs> yeah, but... it's no, ne- really good. Yeah, she has a... She has a really cool voice, so it's, I'm glad that she's doing voice work. But, yeah, Kaviria is basically a badass, and she tries to convince the – so she's able to single-handedly take down all of these bandits, and she convinces them that they need to do something. Um, she kind of talks about, like, putting yourself to um, to use and, like, doing something with your life that's for the nation. Um, so she's like, I can leave you here, and you can all be hit by a train, or you can join me. And they're like, oh, we'll join you.
1: Yeah, you know? they're literally like, join me. Or, or I'll not. let you die. Yeah. So.
0: Which seems to be kind of Cuvier's MO. Join. Or die. Artists I
1: just won't do it. Or I just won't help you. But I'm like, that does I mean, it seems kind of villainy. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's just like, she, I don't, I'm, I'm, I, I, my brain. Yeah. I don't, I know a problem. Like, it seems like she's a, like a decent, I have, as long as she's like on more of like a. Red Lotus Gang level mm-hmm. and not a Unalak level, right? I'll be okay with that. Right. And not even she can't even be near somewhere near the middle. She needs to be like closer to the Red Lotus Gang mm-hmm. than Unalak, mm-hmm. and then I'll be okay.
0: Yeah, so far it's, it seems like Kuvir has good intentions because, like you know, Earth Kingdom was in shambles. We could, let's try to get everyone back together.
1: I had a theory from like season three about who she was, yeah. and it might have involved every time I have a theory, it involves love child. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And, like, I had this theory that, like, and, like, just to point out to anybody, I have not read anything. Mm-hmm. I had a theory that, like, she was the love child of Zahir and um, Pali, even yeah. though she was an earthbender, but, like, you know, that could happen, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, or maybe, like, she was, like, a child of somebody from the Red Lotus Gang. Yeah. And, like, she's just, like, trying to continue the line, so the Red Lotus uh-huh. Gang are still the villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That just seems, I don't, she doesn't have to be like the little child of Polly and here even though they would have made an adorable love child. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Although she's, I, I, she's a bit short to be their child. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. But like, I or she like grew up in the Red Lotus Gang or something. I just have a feeling like she's connected to that somehow. Because mm-hmm. like like we said, like they it said in the end of season three, the Red Lotus Gang is not the Red Lotus Gang. The Red Lotus yeah. is still out there. Right. I have a feeling. I don't know. I guess like uniting the Earth Kingdom would make sense if you wanna like have ca- like try to balance, but then also have chaos. Okay, it would make sense if you had them all in your control and then just like simultaneously destroyed it, huh? If you with your own control, okay. <laughs> anyway,
0: anyway. So it's an interesting point that makes me want to bring up something, but I don't want to bring it up because I'd be talking about spoilers. So okay, no. <laughs> so that's like such a thing. I'm like, oh, this is a very interesting discussion point that we could talk about, but also I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in Republic City, uh, Prince Wu uh, is kind of a, a a pampered SOB because he he leaves the hotel early because um, they, they have a dinner on Air Temple Island later that day. But he's going early, and then um, the princess is like, oh, "No, I'm going to the spa." He's like, "Finally, somebody on this show goes to a spa." Except but we don't care about this guy at all. I liked
1: his outfit. <laughs> it was a fun outfit. It looked like, oh yeah, it was kind of like Riddler esque. He's very dapper. He is He's a very dapper. I fella. do like a good dapper person. Yeah,
0: this is really. I think his outfit really kind of solidifies the um, like the time period because it feels very like 1920s.
1: Like 1920s dapper and like. Victorian fop dapper, like my yeah. faves.
0: Yeah, it's just fun. It is fun. It's a fun. Uh, I like what Yeah, I like when we kind of see the the fashion of the time because a lot of times people wear very practical clothing. So, anyway, so so as they leave, we see um, Prince. We was like, oh yeah, look at all my fans. Except they're not
1: fans. Well, there's some that look like they're there's cheering. Some. There's a couple there was, like, others. Who there's like- a lot
0: who are um, Kubira supporters. We find out that they like what Kubira is doing. Not totally thrilled about. That Prince also Will.
1: confused me. Yeah. Is it? Aren't they all on the same side? Uh, uh, Well, okay. So, like, it seems like she's like doing getting the, the Earth Kingdom united. Yeah, but it seems like for the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, that so, seems. That's what I thought that they were doing.
0: Yeah, so I'm not because uh, I'm not sure if this is a spoiler or not, but I think we can clarify this. So, I think what Kubira is doing, she wants to reunite everyone. Um, under her not it doesn't even have to be under her, but just under like a different form of government. I think people there are people and we we kind of mentioned this a lot in the last season about like what a lot of people think about world leaders and I think especially with the um the idea of Zhao Fu and we've seen Su Yin kind of comment that that monarchy is a very it's outdated at this point that that's not kind of the way to go anymore, so I think that Prince Wu is kind of representative of a very old form. Of kind of thinking in a very old form. of... Then why are we of, letting him be king? Well, because I think because because I think people have different ideas of like how to to stabilize a country. Do you stabilize it by saying like it's okay we can get things back to how they were, or do we want to just eliminate how things were and just start new? And I think that's kind of where a difference between this is I, this this uh, season's called balance. Where is the balance point between but we those didn't two things?
1: Decide this. Is- it's been three years that we haven't decided this.
0: I think people have been in the process of deciding. It. It's 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 hard to completely rebuild an entire country in. in a I just thought like everybody
1: was on the same side, like everybody, but and like it's like oh she could be doing it as a secret, but it seems like everybody knows what she's doing. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Do they not? The only thing I get is like, do they not know that? Do they just think she's like uniting everybody? Do they not know she's kind of doing it under her mm-hmm. and like with the weird flags? Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Also, Bolin's working for her, which is also confusing.
0: Yeah, well, I think Bolin kind of... Well, that gets talked about later. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to like spoil things. <laughs> <laughs> I, my fear, I've said too much. Um, well, you didn't
1: spoil anything. You just kind yeah, of like ex- tried to feel clarify. Like I explained it. it yeah. Mhm.
0: So. Um, Let's
1: continue.
0: Yeah, so I mean, people are very supportive of Kubira, and they end up throwing pies at. Uh, we will, it looks like it's said to be like an assassination scene, but they just throw pies at him.
1: Are we in Bugsy Malone? Really? <laughs> Reference. Anybody get that? Uh, I hope somebody got it. Did you get that? I Did I? Bugsy Malone? Mm. You ever see that movie? No. I've only seen it a couple of times. Uh, It times. I think it was like an early movie with, I think it's got Scott Bayo and it's an early movie oh, okay. with Johnny Foster mm-hmm. and it's like a detective movie. But it's like, it's like, it's like kind of like one of those like rated R, like detective movies, but like with children. Uh, And instead of like bombs, not bombs, like guns and like that kind of thing, it's cream pies and water guns. Uh And it's a little musical. And it's, I only saw it once, but it's adorable. Yeah, I feel like I've seen things of it, but anyway.
0: So we kind of, uh, next scene. we kind of talked about this a little bit before, um, this is back in Yai, and this is when um, kind of Kuvira's crew meets back up with uh, Opal and Kai, mm-hmm. and we see that uh, Opal isn't really too fond of Kuvira or her brother for some reason, because there was some kind of falling out that we don't know about. Yeah, I'm
1: so, again, I'm so confused.
0: Yeah, Opal kind of mentions some kind of falling out that Kubira and Suyin had, and so we don't know about that yet, so maybe we'll see some of that later. Um, and we also find out that Kuvir and Batar are engaged. Aww.
1: Yeah. I guess. And she's surprised about that. I guess, yeah. She got to see Bolin and they're cute. Yeah. Just and Bolin they have a long cute. distance relationship, which is always a good idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Always. Well, yeah, always. Everybody should just go get a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, and then uh, also Bolin sees Kai, and they're talking too. And so it seems like... Um, there's some tension there's a little bit of tension everywhere where and Elpo's not too thrilled about Bowen being with Kavir Ear but either but she's not um, you know she's not going to dump him over it
1: yeah yes. just, <laughs> I I that's a little weird at the end I'm no it just seems like it seems like something ha- like clearly something happened mm-hmm. which is probably like why they're not 100% like everybody's cool with everything because mm-hmm. I'm just like oh wait I thought we were all on the same side and then yeah. there's like this thing with like a betrayal yeah is it just the fact that she that uh, what's his name her ba- brother, Batar? Batar, went to Nerdson? work with uh, Kavira. Because that, that seems like a dumb thing to get upset over.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that's the case. We'll, we'll, we'll see that a little later on, I think. Uh, not in this episode. What,
1: did he, like, did they, like, kill somebody or destroy the... T- <laughs> Metal-bending City. That I keep forgetting the name of <laughs> Zafu.
0: Um, No, but uh, yeah. So so Kabir says they're here to fix, you know, the situation that's going on. But I think it's Opal who comments that Kavir fixes people, fixes things by just conquering places. Yeah. So think,
1: that's yeah. That's yeah. kind of what she does. <laughs> it's like literally the thing she says. Like sign this because con- like she has a conversation with like the governor. Yeah. Of this town, mm-hmm. and she's like, sign the contract, and he says no, and then she's like, all right, I'm not going to help you. So that kind of gave me like, oh, oh yeah, like you need to, and then you'll just die, and then I'll take it over anyway. Basically,
0: yeah. And so um, something's up. The governor doesn't sign the thing at first, and then so another day goes by, and the airbenders are and Kuvira and her people leave. They say we'll we'll wait at the border one day if you want to sign the the contract or whatever. And um, Opal gets pretty pissed at Bolin, saying like, "No, like your job is to help people." And Bolin's like, "My hands are kind of tied here. We don't. If we're not wanted here, we can't help." Um, and so Opal's like, I'll leave if that's what you're going to do. And so that kind of I get happens. why she's
1: upset, though. I'm not like, yeah. oh, oh I'm no, mad. no. She's got reasons. She's got reasons. I think Bolin, like, because it doesn't seem like the Nogtuck thing where he's, like, turning into a jerk.
0: No, he seems like he generally wants to, to help people, but he's in a weird position. I like, it like. Has,
1: I mean, Kuvera could do something pretty
0: Yeah, because he, cause he's still kind of taking a position under... Kuvira, so he doesn't really have a lot of agency in that yeah. sense. But, so Kai and Opal go gather supplies from another town to bring it back to the, the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, things don't go well. No. They get attacked by bandits. Mm-hmm. And who
1: take all of their food supply. Yeah. On the plus side, we find out that Kai and Jinora are a couple, and they're doing great. They're doing great, yeah. First 15 15-year-olds. Opal is kind of, maybe a little
0: on the rocks a little bit, but, uh, Kai-Nora... He's doing fabulous. That's the name, kind.
1: I like it. I yes. feel like Opal's gonna be okay. Let's hope Opal. The, be the truth of the matter is, like, it seems like Civera's doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Bolin maybe can't see it. Opal might be too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, they just need like a nice if they have like a nice date night and probably a really big fight, everything will be okay. Just like yeah, fight. But then like, like the, the giant makeup. fight where you realize like something's up with wrong with your relationship, mm-hmm. and either you hope like hopefully in this case they just like repair it
0: really well. Yeah, then you like work it out. Yeah, yeah. But then we need
1: that nice date night and a giant fight. Uh, not well, a physical fight, like a verbal fight.
0: Wait, or or is it a fight and then a date night? So you gotta do the date night first? No, or? no, no, no. You
1: you no 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 like the, you okay. plan the date night.
0: Okay, you plan date and night. And then
1: during the date night you have the giant fight.
0: Oh, okay, okay. There's teaching me about relationships. <laughs>
1: That's weird. You're probably better at that stuff than I am. I'm really not.
0: <laughs> I'm so lonely, people. No, now
1: you got me. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's not really gonna help keep you warm at night, but you know.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I know the I know the thoughts there. Oh my gosh. So, Unless some
1: people think that we're lesbians, which we're not, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, we got we got to put that one out there.
1: We put it on in our Riveted Review.
0: That's true.
1: We're uh, only work married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: married to the job. Oh my god. Okay. So um, yeah. So uh, when they get back to the town, the governor's like, "Hey, what what's going on?" And they kind of um, oh, Kai and Opal kind of say like, "Yeah, maybe it's the best case to we can't help you anymore. Maybe you should um, like yeah, are pretty much the these contract.
1: bandits are pretty much everywhere. Yeah, you should probably just like let, mm-hmm. Gavara do this. Yeah. So by the way, who gave Kai the contract? Her
0: Bolin. I think it was Kuvira.
1: I wasn't sure. fan like, I'm pretty t- sure it was Kuvira. Okay.
0: Um. But, and so it's it's an interesting part because uh, Kai says, "I think you're making the right choice." After he signs the contract, And he says, "Did I really have a choice?" And so, which is it's just it's a good point because I think Kuvira is uh,
1: she's like somebody who like gives you the option of choice, but there really isn't a really choice. It's really not. Yeah, it's like a Telltale game. That's uh, sad. I like those games. Yeah, I've only played the uh, the Wolf Among Us. Oh uh, okay, but like from what I've like seen, that's like kind of the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so but I I I like the Wolf Among Us. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. There's it's based off the like it's like a prequel to the Fables comics, which I really want to read, mm. but I never get around to it.
0: Right. Um. And so back on Air Temple Island, uh, we see it's kind of a dinner with a lot of important people. Uh, the Raiko family is there. Prince Wu is there. Lin Beifang is there. Uh, Mako. Janora, Milo, and then we kind of see the we able to see the kids after these few years and Milo announces that he is uh Milo the man now, not Milo the kid. How old is he now?
1: Like eight? He's like eight. <laughs> that was a really kid scene though. <laughs> it was. I love Milo. Okay, so um. Milo's eight. Uh Janora's fifteen. What's their other kid's name? I don't remember. Ikki. Ikki. We don't talk much about Iki, that's what I'm not sure. No. Oh, Iki's uh, good, though. Hel- Hel- She's probably like twelve Iki. now, right? Yeah, uh-huh. I have it right here. Ten, no. Um, Eleven. 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 Okay. Yeah. And the baby... The baby's did, like three. Did Because I, I forgot if we saw what the baby, Did was it still like cradled? No, the baby...
0: You missed it. It was kind of in the background, but in the one scene he was um, sitting on Tenzin's shoulders.
1: Oh. Uh, I looked really bored with everything. Because there was like that one point in season, th- like, season three where like... like near the end we're like, Pemba's still like cradling it. I mean, if, but if he's like eight months old, 70 months old, like do you Seven really... Months old, yeah. Well, do you still like cradle a baby like this? Or do you like sure. hold them like a...
0: I guess it depends. It was a. There was a. I don't have a kid. There's a lot going know. on there. I don't. I was just, we don't know what a baby. We don't know how babies work. <laughs> we know how you make a baby. That's about as far as we got. Oh my gosh. So um, so at this dinner, uh, uh, Beifong and Mako are kind of talking, and uh, Lynn kind of mentions that like, hey, you're not going to be a detective after this because you have to uh, go to Bossing Se because Wu really likes. So uh, like, oh. your bodyguarding. And so, uh, yeah. But don't yeah. All get,
1: get it. Like, why does he like him Why does. Because Wu just thinks that Mako's a good bodyguard. Yeah, but not. But, like, they. they Like, you get. But can't he, I guess he can't tell. He's. Yeah. He's, no. He's, he's not a very kind, I was about to say, it's kind of a narcissist.
0: Yeah. It's kind. Yep. Yeah, he is very much a narcissist. Um, and so, you know, Mako's not very happy about that. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not even an Earth Kingdom citizen. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. He's <laughs> not even an Earth Kingdom citizen. Um, yeah, Bam.
1: Family there? His family's in
0: Republic City now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should I mention that? I'll mention that. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Anyway, so back in Yai, uh, um, Kuvir's army comes and they um, bring a lot of their supplies. So we, we see some new and improved mecha suits. Yeah. That, that, the, uh, that Kuvir's gang has. Um, and so, and they have a lot of food and stuff, so they're giving out supplies, and we get kind of a scene where Bolin is handing out supplies, and Opal kind of looks on, and she's not very happy with them. You can tell. But she's self- how,
1: yeah, I'm confused. Am I going to say confused for a few episodes? Mm. Um, I don't think for that much longer. It's not going to be like, the Red Lotus Gang were like, you no, were- No, it's not going to take us 13 episodes to figure it out. You were really confused, and then you were kind of confused, and then you got everything.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I think we'll, we'll, it won't take us as much time here. So back on Air Temple Island, um, we see a boat from the Southern Water Tribe come up and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to see our girl. Where's Yay, our girl? Finally. Uh, our girl being Naga because, uh, Korra's not there. No. <laughs> so Tanara comes up and they're like, hey, where's Korra? And Tanara's like, oh, she told me she was here. Like, she's been sending me letters. She yeah, looked like she's six been months it, wait, ago. She's
1: been here for like six months. Six and like, months. And like,
0: no. Then no. they're like, where the hell is Korra? So, and then we are somewhere in the Earth Kingdom um and on an underground uh earthbender cage fight we mm-hmm. see uh, a familiar face uh somebody got a haircut recently they did they symbolic did
1: haircut a symbolic haircut what it with like we need to show symbolism let's cut our hair
0: i mean it's a lot of it's it's a very cultural thing too i mean a lot of cultures like cutting your hair means something so it means like a great change or something mm. so yeah so uh, we see Korra there, and she is not in public City. She's somewhere fighting somewhere. Uh, but she loses, which is surprising, because isn't she, like, the and, Avatar? Yeah, and she's good. Yeah, she, usually she's good at these things. But, uh, nope, she gets her, her money from the fight, and she leaves... Uh, And the the guy comments that he looks, she looks like that Avatar girl, and she, she says she gets that a lot. And he asks, "What happened
1: to that girl?" And he's, she's like, "I wouldn't know." So, so she's something has happened. She's not doing well. Yeah, like we said. Yeah, in the last season, mm-hmm. not doing well. Something's wrong.
0: Yep. So, what are your thoughts on that? I
1: really the whole episode. Or, yeah, I really like. I, I really like doing more thinking about it. Yeah, because like. They're setting up stuff pretty well, and I kind of like the jump, mm-hmm. like the big jump because kind of like – I don't know. I guess I just, it's not like a short jump and like it seems like – because like, we have like the shorter jumps and like, oh, everything's okay. and We're just going to go into a new adventure. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. We're trying to like grow everything, and like some people are in situations, and some people are really not okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like clearly, Cora's got some issues. I'm really – Yeah, she's think, got issues – so many issues. I'm really interested in knowing what's going on with Cora. Yeah. That's kind of my main thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked everything else. Kuvera's th- confuses me. Yeah. Like, I'm interested, but I'm also very confused. And, like, not really with her. Yeah. I understand her. Mm hmm. It's kind of like everybody else. Like, yeah. what? Well, I thought she was on our side. Right. What happened? Mm-hmm. If you guys don't like her, why are you okay with pulling working right. work for her? Mm hmm. Opal, why didn't you say anything? If Opal would have said, if she really wasn't 100% <laughs> okay, she would have said something. Right. Something happened in between when he got that job. hmm And when he, like, you know. Yeah. So I have a feeling like something happened. Like, it didn't happen like it, like it wasn't something happened and then he took the job. Mm-hmm. It's like something had to have happened because she would have said something. Right. And I feel maybe Bolin. I, I don't see Bolin not listening, though. Yeah.
0: I don't know because he seems like he's a pretty good natured guy. He just wants what's best for people. So something happened along the way. Where he, you know, he did something that maybe he thought was right, but maybe it wasn't. And that's a little confusing. So yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to check that out sometime. I mean, I agree. I, I love time skips. <laughs> I think, like, giant leaps in time in a show are really good. Like, like when you take a couple years between seasons, I think that's really super interesting. Uh, I think it really gives a lot of room to explore a lot of different things about characters. Um, uh, yeah,
1: I think that's the case unless it's just kind of, like, you jump and then don't really, like, talk about what happened. yeah. Because, like, like, sometimes you can think, like, okay, so nothing happened. Yeah. But it seems like, especially from what we saw with the next episode, right. we're going to explore what happened within yeah. those few years. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be able to kind of flashback and see some of that
0: stuff. But, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, like what are some – do you have some time skips in other shows that you really
1: like? I don't know if I can think of any. Yeah? No, I- most of the shows I watch, like, they only – it's maybe, like, a couple months. The only way I can think of is, like, Merlin with, like, the fourth season and the fifth season. It was, like, a three-year jump. Okay. But that kind of said, like, oh, we were, like, doing good. But it's basically because, like, the fourth season kind of ended with, like, Camelot being built. Okay. And then season five was kind of, like, the fall of that because, you know, the story of King Arthur. Yeah. So, like, they don't, like, they don't kind of go back with much flashback, but it kind of makes sense that, like, because obviously if you think Camelot, mm-hmm. it was prosperous. Yeah. And then, it, and then you just see the fall. So, like. Right. They would have to see oh, nothing interesting happened. That kind of, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's the only show I can think of, though, where that happens. Yeah. Unless um, they count once upon a time, which I'm not really watching much anymore, but, like, recently they had a jump. Okay. But whenever we do that show... Which we're gonna do because I kind of want to oh, see your no. brain. I want to see your brain melt like mine oh, did. Oh no!
0: Oh no! It might do
1: it. I I don't know how oh, well this, no. this. I don't know how well this season's doing. But
0: oh gosh, okay, that's good. That's gonna be an interesting time. It um, will be, but
1: yeah, yeah. I can't think of any other. What are some other ones? What are ones do you think? Of?
0: Um, Young Justice between seasons had a, had a, like a two year time jump. I think. It was two or three years in Young Justice, and um, oh, I really like that. That's another one that turned out really well, where it's like they don't really tell you um, much. They don't really lay it all out in the beginning. They just kind of let things happen and then explain as things go on, which I really like. Um, and it gives a chance to introduce a lot of new people, and it gets a chance to um, – to, sometimes you – Characters will change, but you don't have to watch seasons and seasons of characters change. Like they'll just be different, and like then you can kind of explore that. And I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you do it
0: right, because there's a good way to do it, and there's a very bad way to do What's
1: it. A, you know, a bad way to do it.
0: I don't. I say that, but there, but um, it probably sometimes exists. if you change a character too drastically, then you're like it. If it's not the same character anymore, um, I know there's examples of that, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. I for can't that.
1: think of like any shows that I watched where there was like a significant time jump.
0: But so yeah, so I. Moral of the story here is that I really like time skips, and I think this this was done very effectively. Mm -hmm. I think this was a point where you know, past three seasons, it's been a big thing happens. We wait a couple weeks or a couple months, and then nothing happens, and a big thing happens, and then a big thing happens. But this is like a big thing happened, and it really like altered things, and we needed time to kind of adjust to that, and we needed time to kind of react to it, and then we pick back up what happened, like what Mm -hmm. that did. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I really like that. Um, I, I just like, I like seeing what everyone has been up to. I think everyone, like all the characters have been doing like productive things. It looks it like. It seems
1: like they're doing productive things and stuff that they would do. Yeah. Like nobody's doing yes. anything that they wouldn't do. Yes,
0: exactly. It's not like you even don't look Bo- at it and go like,
1: I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like even Bolin, he's doing something you would assume he would do.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I think that's kind of cool to see as well. Um, cool. But we still, we still have another episode left in this. So. We do we should probably talk about that
1: yeah all right
0: well we're gonna take a break but when we come back we're gonna be talking about the second episode of book four cora alone stay tuned We're back okay i'm sorry i was drinking all right and we are back with legend of Korra, book four episode two
1: Korra alone that sounds familiar that episode sounds very familiar why does it sound familiar dara like that one journey with how i remember it well
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that is exactly what i was thinking about no way wasn't there Basically
1: how in sync we are wasn't there like an antagonist who turned a good guy who yeah. had the who had an episode to himself yeah and it was called
0: Zuko alone yeah that was one of the best episodes of the whole last series oh it was such a good episode I like that one but uh I think this is a good episode this this Korra alone episode yeah I think we we get to focus a lot on Korra here let's find out what's Um, been going on with her yeah what the
1: hell why is she in an arena and not back in Republic City where she said she was yeah
0: something something is off here um so to start off with the synopsis of this episode uh, we pick up where uh, we left off with last episode. So Korra is um, just kind of finished getting out of this cage match, this Earthbending cage match, and she's walking around to some random city in the Earth Kingdom. Um, so it's interesting here because her, her, we notice her hair is cut and she's wearing Earth Kingdom clothes. She doesn't have her her typical water Sounds tribe. Sounds like she's hiding. hiding. Yeah, it seems like maybe she doesn't want people to see her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is in a she's in a bathroom and she has a. Uh, shot looking into a shattered mirror, which it's is
1: symbolic. Symbolism. Symbolism. For her broken brain. For her brain, is very broken. I don't think, I think her body's been like prepared a bit, mm-hmm. but her brain. Yeah, she's got some serious uh, PTSD here. So much. She's got so much, but why aren't there therapists in the Avatar world? I assume there is, but Cora seems like the type of person who just doesn't want to go to a therapist. It's weird, because like she's still being like, she's kind of back to hot-headed Cora. But it's an understand. But it's like it's mm-hmm. it's like not. It's almost like a defense mechanism. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of
0: reverting to old ways because she's you know she had to. Well,
1: it's not like oh, like people are just like making me mad and I'm just gonna like go off the rails and yeah. say I am not okay. Yeah, somebody, I. You know what I'm thinking? I don't think it's that. Like she, she doesn't want to like. Grant, she tells like one person how she's feeling, mm-hmm. which we'll get to. Yeah, but it's kind of like she doesn't want to tell people that something's wrong with her. It's kind of like a thing. Where it's like I want you to ask me what's like kind of what's wrong mm-hmm. like even like her mother kind of gets that a bit yeah but like nobody's asking her directly is something wrong
0: right yeah it's like they just assume that oh, yeah, you went through this traumatic thing so it sucks but nobody's like, You're, like engaging it's like you'll be it. okay
1: you'll recover yeah and it's kind of like the like, thing of like that's like it's kind of on that slightly on them for like not saying anything but mm-hmm. it's on her for saying like somebody help me i'm not okay
0: right yeah sometimes you just have to speak up this has been a public service announcement from First Reaction Fair New The
1: more you know.
0: Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's public service announcement. Please, for the love of God, just go see a therapist. So as uh Core kind of is walking around this town, she um, you know, she's she's kind of distracted and she almost gets run over by a car or a automobile, um, and she dives out away at the last second. But in this alley that she lands in, she kind of starts seeing um. Uh,
1: herself? She, yeah,
0: she sees herself. It looks like she's in the avatar state.
1: It looks like kind of the, exactly the way she was in that fight scene.
0: Yeah, that's a hero fight scene from the end she of the last chain. season. She's got the chain kind of wrapped around her arm, um, and her hair's all disheveled. And it kind of stands. It kind of looms over her. Like it doesn't move. It doesn't say anything. It just kind of stands and it's there. Scary.
1: And she's like fighting, and the thing's fighting. And I'm like, oh, but it's not real. Yeah. So she starts trying to fight it. She starts firebending at it.
0: Um, but we get. A shot where we see, it's not real. We didn't think it was real, it sounds, but it's definitely not real. Mm-hmm. And people around here are like, what the hell's going on? And
1: they even said, do you need to go to a doctor?
0: Do you like, yeah, do you? Do you are you going to be okay? And she's like, no, I'm fine. And we're like, no, honey, you're not. You're really not okay. <clears throat> um, and so as Cora leaves, we get a flashback. Flashback. So we are we flashback to this is very shortly after the last season ended. Um, and Cora is standing kind of on a dock with all her friends and everyone that we love. Um, and she's in the wheelchair at this point. And, um, she, they're, they're talking about how she's going to go back to the Southern Water Tribe to heal. And they're asking, hey, you sure nobody, don't want anybody to go with her to with you? Or, I mean, her dad's
1: going with her. Her dad's
0: going with her. But as far as, Asami's like, I, I can go.
1: And she's like, "No, oh, it's fine. Um. I like that. They're like, especially like Asami's like, Asami's the one person who kind of can like see like. She- Gets it. <laughs> and I love so this. gets it. I love this friendship so oh, much. I love, I love this them. Too. I think uh, oh it hurts my heart in a good way. Yeah, she's the one person who kind of seems like mm-hmm. Are you actually okay? Yeah. Like and, but she's not saying anything real mm-hmm. I guess it's a thing. It's kinda of like a thing where it's like Horace says like and you like ask me what's wrong mm-hmm. or and I mean it's like are you like is something wrong? Can you tell me? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so so Cora goes back to um the Southern Water tribe. She's kind of recuperating there, but so 3 weeks later we see it and she um she's trying to go to sleep, but she can't sleep. She's cute. she has nightmares of Zahir asphyxiating her, which is scary. And so she's waking up um That's So sad. Yeah. So this is like textbook kind of PTSD right here. Um so she manages to kind of – she gets up. Uh, she's still in a wheelchair, and she goes outside to kind of think. And her her mom goes up and says, like, hey, we want to give you space. Like, we know, like, you know, sometimes you just need space. But also, we're very afraid. We're very nervous for you. Please, we're very worried. Um, and asks her to go see Katara for help. Yeah. So Cora kind of uh, okay. agrees
1: to it. And I think at that point, like, because, like, it sounds like her mom's saying, like, is – like, nobody's, like, saying, like, are you okay? Yeah. I think the one thing she wants to say, like, like, is it, are you, like, is it just your body that needs healing or is yeah. it your mind that mm-hmm. needs healing? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we don't really get it, you know, we don't really get to, no, we don't, you know, nobody really asks. Nobody, everybody, I think, I feel like, it seems like everybody's thinking about, like, her physically, but nobody's really thinking about I think it's mentally. probably
1: because, like, the last couple times, like, something horrific happened to her, she kind of bounced back pretty okay. Yeah. This is the one time where she didn't bounce back really well. Right. Probably because she had poison seared so through her body, that almost killed her.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know what? Kind of, kind of sucked. It wasn't a great time. So we're in a healing hut now, and Katara is trying to, you know, giant like pool, healing pool.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm wondering at this point. This is yeah. it feels like the first time. Like, in, like because the last few seasons, like she really wasn't close to dying, mm-hmm. and this time she kind of did. That kind of yeah. messed up a person.
0: Yeah, I've your seen, death experience. Yeah, very scary.
1: Anyway, continue.
0: Um, so Katara is talking about how the poison caused a lot of, you know, internal damage. Um, but Katara, you know, says that she can help, but, you know, if you want to get better, you know that you have to want to get better, basically.
1: It's kind of mainly like walking, because apparently she hasn't been walking, really. Yeah, she
0: she can't really walk. We kind of see, like, the, the walking bars, and Korra tries to learn how to walk, but she, you know, um, she can't really, she can maybe take a step, uh, but she keeps having those flashbacks and falls a lot. Um, so much. Yeah. And so is getting very frustrated. She, you know, she she's not giving up, but she's getting very frustrated with things. So mm-hmm. it's hard for her to c- kind of continue. Um, so, and then we see that um, while Cora is here, she gets a lot of re- letters from her friends. Her friends send her all kinds of letters, kind of saying like what they've been up to. Um, so Asami has been, um, got a contract to redesign the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mako has been doing his detective work he is was doing a stakeout on one of the um the gangs and Bolin says he's joined up with um Kuvir and Beric to help stabilize the earth kingdom mm-hmm.
1: um with Bolin having the best letter
0: Bolin his, his letter's so wordy and beautiful and wonderful and I just love Bolin a lot even and though he's such
1: a good friend did he actually write that out because like it's the way he says it but then there's like also pictures or did he just do both
0: uh, you No, know, he wrote it out okay I'm sure yeah yeah, Bolin drew pictures to accompany his. And Bolin's such a good friend because he's like, it doesn't matter how far apart we are. Like, you're still friends. And I'm like, I love him. He's, uh I love Bolin, everyone. Anyway, so six months has gone by and Cora hasn't really made a ton of progress. No. She, um, she kind of snaps and says that, you know, she's very frustrated and how she can't, you know, she can only take a few steps and she can't, you know, do, do the basic things that, you know, you need to do. Like, um, you know, like, take care of yourself, dress yourself, all that kind of stuff. So she's very frustrated. And she kind of – she snaps at Katara and basically says that, like, yeah, you haven't been able to do anything either. And you know, Katara has some nice words for her. And it's like <laughs> – And
1: that's why – it's how Concord could change because, like, she's like – she says something that's, like, super hot-headed to me, but then immediately she apologizes. Immediately.
0: She's like, she's like that came out wrong. I'm sorry. So you're like, it's okay, girl. It's okay. She's, she's like, frustrated. it's okay. I
1: understand. Yeah. I like. I had to help out Aang when he found out that you know everybody he loved in his entire. <laughs> hey,
0: so my husband uh, had to uh, witness the genocide of his people at the age well, of he twelve. Have, he
1: didn't have to witness it. He just saw that it yeah, happened. Well, yeah, he
0: saw that it happened. But yeah,
1: they so- got upset too. Remember, he went to the Avatar State. And it was like an air thing. I remember that.
0: Yeah, she's like, yeah, that was that was really rough. But you know, he came out of it okay. I think you can do this.
1: And she's like, okay. Um, but it- this feels kind of different. Yeah,
0: and so at the at the end of that, Cora tries to walk again, and she puts up a lot of effort, and she is able to walk to Naga. Yeah, so nice. So we're back in the present now, and Cora is um, she's just kind of walking down the street again, and she she sees something past her, and she gets kind of nervous. Um, but we see it's a puppy. Puppy. We see a puppy.
1: I didn't trust that puppy at first. Yeah, it's like a I suspicious started- puppy. It's not though. It's just a puppy. But as well, it's not. It's it's not just a puppy.
0: Yeah, but as Cora talks to this puppy. Um, well, the fictional Cora, the the scary Cora, kind of shows up, and the puppy starts barking at it. And uh, Cora's like, "Oh, you can see it too. So maybe I'm not as crazy as I thought I no, was." No, you are. You kind of are. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dog starts kind of running off, and Cora decides to follow it. And so another flashback. Um. We see Tensin goes to the Southern Water Tribe, and Korra um,
1: is so looks happy. a lot better.
0: Yeah, She's walking around and stuff, and she's like, hey, I'm doing a lot better. Um, hey, watch this. And so they, there's a sparring match between her and a bunch of firebenders that kind of uh, parallels the very first scene of the series. Not the mm-hmm. very first scene, but um, one of the early scenes of the first episode where Korra is basically uh, doing her like firebender mastery yeah, yeah. test and like you one of the shots is super similar where she kind of emerges from the fire but as soon as that happens she gets another flashback and she's not able to continue the match mm-hmm. um and so you know Tencent tries to say you know say that's okay and she doesn't she kind of say that like everything's okay um the earth kingdom's okay like blah 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 blah, blah. and of course really Frustrated because she doesn't want to be patient anymore. She wants to be kind of on the front lines of helping bring the Earth Kingdom back together, Mm -hmm. not what Kuvira is doing. She's like, Yeah, I don't don't want it to be Kuvira. I want it to be me who's like bringing everyone back together because that's kind of her job. Mm -hmm. Um, So, over the period of the next like two years, Korra um, continues to train and stuff, and she's bending and meditating and um oh this is a, a good and really interesting point um Cora writes a, a letter back but she only writes to one person She writes to
1: she writes bff asami
0: to- <laughs> she writes to asami and so she's writing a letter uh, basically confiding into asami um telling her everything that's been going on um but she asks her not for asami not to tell um, Mako and Boleyn that she's not writing to them but she's writing to Asami I
1: have, I have a slight theory on this yeah sure she definitely wrote the letter not 100% sure if she mailed it yeah because it seemed like in the last episode like Asami never seemed like super she was like excited to see Kor but she didn't like show concern mm-hmm. like in any way not even like a facial expression yeah and like I know like obviously like it would be a thing it was like oh Mako and Boleyn don't know so like okay she went, but like I just have a theory that like she would like a facial thing be like I'm really worried like if, like, even, like, if, with 10, then she'd be, like, I'm really worried about Cora." Yeah. Okay. Like, she wrote me this, like, really intense letter. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling she may have not mailed it. Oh. But it's nice that, like, the person she thought of was Asami.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think she would write to Asami, not Mako Boleyn?
1: <laughs> I think it was, like, like her saying that, like, she would understand. And it might just be the way, like, Asami was reacting. Because, mm-hmm. like, she was the closest one to say. Yeah. Are you okay? Like, it seems yeah. like I'm talking about, like, you. Mm-hmm. Not your body. You. Are you okay? okay. She was the closest one to say something Mm-hmm. And it always seemed like she just knew something was up. Right. So that's why I think she went to Asami.
0: Yeah. It seems like they, they both have kind of a good understanding of each other that maybe not a lot of other characters have. And well, so it's just really it, interesting. She, it,
1: that is her only, like, friend who's, like, her <coughs> only, like, girlfriend, <laughs> so it's kind of... Yeah. Well,
0: sometimes gender doesn't matter. But uh but yeah, so so but I think we I mean, sometimes like we're when, kind of seeing the result of like a very interesting relationship between these two.
1: Yeah, but like sometimes like I would say like with like some stuff it's like it's easier to talk to like especially talk to somebody like of the same gender mm-hmm. than not. That's, yeah. that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. I always thought that was a super interesting point. I know when I first watched the episode, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 oh. Um, so later, um, Cora is having dinner with her parents. And uh, Cora says that she wants to go back to Republic City and see her friends and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tanya's like, cool, like, we'll, you know, prepare things. And Cora's like, no, I want to go by myself. So she kind of sets off from the Southern Water Tribe, um, just herself, not even Naga. She doesn't even take Naga with her. Well, it looked like a small boat. It was a very small boat. <laughs> so um, she kind of sets off on this journey by herself. And she, she then she stops at this small kind of island town um, to get supplies. And we see, like, a local fisher guy. And they're talking, and then <laughs> he wants a kind of a picture of her because she's the Avatar. And uh, then we get to see one of my favorite parts was the picture with uh, – because, yeah, Avatar Aang was by here, and we see a picture of Aang. That's the
1: exact picture you'd think Aang would take.
0: Yeah, so it's like – it looks like the um one in the episode with Kyoshi where he was like playing with the marbles, except he has like the sushi or whatever in the middle. Yeah. And it's so good. And it's like – that. I feel like it's so weird. I think that's the most like Aang- thing we've seen in this whole series yeah because anytime we see ang or like we talk about ang it's him as an avatar yeah and it's him um like either as a parent where you know people are questioning his parenting or um how he like kept the world in balance or mm-hmm. like the stuff that he did brought people together but we don't see him like the fun loving guy like we never that's that's the only point we so far we actually seen him like being like the fun yeah i remember kid, he was like the, the guy who just like Nazis. like roll around
1: and it's like air ball thing
0: yeah, and so like, just like it's a really like subtle moment where we get to see just Ang being Aang, and I love it so much. And I just want to take a moment to highlight we mainly that. See
1: that in Boomy, in Boomy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Boomy kind of carried on that legacy. Ah, I love Boomy, guys. Anyway,
1: and he's an airbender now.
0: Yeah, and then there. So there's a, a robber in this town, and Korra tries to stop it, but can't because she's you know she's not really at the top of her game yet, and so she leaves. And so also, like
1: people keep pointing out like is she really the avatar? Yeah. And like she, I think that's like her thing like mm-hmm. she's not feeling like the avatar.
0: Mhm. So um Cora go- tries to go to Republic City but when she sails into the bay um she sees kind of that apparition mm-hmm. of her like in the avatar state like with that disheveled hair and everything standing very like menacingly. It doesn't do anything. It's just standing there. Mm-hmm. And Cora kind of takes that as a sign that it's not time to go back to Republic City yet so she leaves. And then kind of, Korra kind of goes into this this very long journey of kind of self discovery,
1: but um, making her parents think that she's in Republic City.
0: Yeah, but she still sends letters to her to her parents saying that you know she's in Republic City, but she's not. So she's lying. She's a yep. liar. Yep. Um. So Cor- this is when Korra goes and gets that Earth Kingdom garb, and then cuts her hair symbolically because it's time for change. Even though that was the name of the last season, and not this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cor so goes to the North Pole, like, goes to the spirit world, tries to meditate and talks to some spirits. Which is, like, the I spirits. brought this
1: point, like, why didn't she go to the spirit world earlier? <laughs> I don't know. Like, nobody says, like, everybody was so focused on, like, probably, as again, probably because, like, the last time she was, like, traumatically beaten, mm-hmm. she got, she bounced back, like, mentally pretty well. Yeah. And this is, like, the first time, and, like, nobody, so everybody thinks, oh, she's probably fine, just, like, her body needs healing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really, I guess, think to think of things in a spiritual manner. Yeah, but like in so, the
1: spirit world we're meditating, we find out we also find out something interesting.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, one of the spirits comments that they can't sense Raba's energy, like they can't really sense the Avatar spirit around Korra. Um, you know, and Korra says that she kind of lost touch with um, her Avatar
1: spirit after. So, like, she didn't type. lose it. She just, like, lost touch with it. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of both. She's kind of
0: disconnected from it. So, it's both yeah. issues. Mainly PTSD. It's mostly PTSD. Like, it's a very, yeah. This is, like, a main issue here. We gotta take care of that PTSD first before we take care of anything else. So, then Cora embarks on a long journey. She's she's basically everywhere.
1: Yeah, just trying to figure out, like, probably how to get rid of the evil Cora. Like, yeah. That, like, that vision. Yeah, she's,
0: she's hiking up volcanoes. She's crossing ICC, she's going through a desert, um, where she sees a mirage of Rava, that doesn't work, but, like, a lot of these times we also see, like, that, um, kind of menacing Cora just kind of standing there, kind of looking at her as mm-hmm. she goes, um, and just as she's trying to figure out stuff, she's just going through some, some real self-realization here. So, six months after leaving the South Pole, um, Cora goes to a small Earth Kingdom town, and she sees, um, the apparition of herself, and she follows it, and it goes through um, this warehouse where there's earthbending fighting going on. And I like the shot of like the apparition is there, and somebody walks by and it disappears. I always think that's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cora takes that as a sign of like, oh, I got to enter this fight. So she enters that fight and loses, and that's kind of where we start this episode. Yes. So back in the present, Cora follows the um, the little puppy. All the way out to the swamp, which mm-hmm. she finds strange. And as soon as we enter the swamp, which is a very kind of spiritual ground, um, we see that it was one of the spirits from before.
1: It was the one who was supposed to look like a puppy.
0: Yeah, so it was, disguised herself as a puppy and it's, it kind of did that to help her. So in the swamp, um, Cora is kind of walking around and then she sees the apparition of herself and then she tries to escape from it. Mm-hmm. But it eventually pulls her down into what she kind of construes as like, it's like the poison again. Yeah. And she's like falling into the poison and then she totally blacks out. Yeah. But somebody saves Cora. Apparently, because Cora wakes up in the cave. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. Um, and sees somebody. And well, we don't see them yet, but they're talking to her, and it's some some kind of old person who is um saying how they found her like unconscious. Mm-hmm. And um Cora's like, Well, how did you know, you know, it was me or whatever? And the person says, oh, they're pretty aware of their surroundings and such. And um, so so as they're talking, it seems, sounds like we might know this person. We see some glimpses. We're like, is this person familiar? Have we seen this person before? And then I'm
1: like, is this exactly who I think it is? It is
0: exactly who you think it is because it is Toff Beifong. Yay! Who then calls Cord Twinkle Toes again. And Yay! we see old Toph. We see old Toph. Yay! I love Toph so much, guys. Still no Sokka.
1: Still no Sokka, because Sokka's dead. Um, <sighs> but we see Toph. We do see Toph. I'm happy about that. I'm that. so happy about Toph, guys. So she just, because like I know they said she was traveling a lot, she's just basically like hanging out in a cave.
0: Oh yeah, she's been totally hanging out in a cave. Cool. She's basically, well, just, well, just hanging out in a swamp, basically. And just being old and cool. not giving a shit about anything. Because that's who Toft is. Because I love Toft, guys. I love Top. And I'm so happy to see her again. I knew she was gonna be here, but I was still really excited to see her.
1: I guess I just wasn't thinking about toft like coming back and then like I saw like glimpses and I'm like, that's toft.
0: Like, yeah, I was like I was like watching your face as we were watching it, and you're like, and like you were like huh? and then you're like, huh? Huh? oh I was like, yes. Yes. So what did you think of this episode?
1: I really liked it. hmm It was uh depressing. Yeah. And stuff, mm-hmm. but I think, and it's nice to see what as, it's nice to see, like, what was going on with Cora and just, like, her feelings and that the fact that, like, she really just wasn't, like, talking to anybody. Yeah. And just, like, it was nice, like, we it was nice having two episodes, like, one focusing on, like, what's been going on with, like, m- everybody. Yeah. And then one just on Cora.
0: Yeah. They fit really well together to see how, what everyone's been up to. Yeah.
1: And, time. like, I would say, like, technically throughout this episode, that like, Cora wasn't alone physically, but mentally... She was all alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was her time. This was a such a good Cora episode, and I feel like because Cora the best. Because Cora, I mean, Cora is the main character. A lot of what she does revolves around the plot, so maybe we don't see as much like what we can, what Cora, who Cora is as a character. So this is, I think, a chance that we really got to like see, really got to explore who Cora is and mm-hmm. like how she handles things, and getting to see like how kind of she is, um, like how she handled things mentally. And see, seeing kind of, like, the damage that certain events had done to her, I think it was really interesting. Well, I to think see. it's,
1: like, because, like, the last, like, couple seasons, like, everything that she did, everything she did basically revolved around the plot. Mm-hmm. And now the now it's, like, I don't have any of that. And, like, I'm worried about other stuff. So mm-hmm. the plot right now is her. Yeah. So let's focus yeah. on that. And hopefully Toph will get a be- get her better.
0: Yeah. We're rooting for you, Toph. Please. Fix our girl. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um. So, yeah. I think not to say about this episode because it was just a good episode. Oh. Things happen, but, like, mm-hmm. good things happen. A and lot of good things. You just got, like, being able to explore Korra's character is just really fun and really enjoyed it. But that kind of sets us up for the rest of the season. Kind of. We got these things going on in the Earth Kingdom. We got Korra. Still got stuff to figure out with her. Mm-hmm. How's it all going to go down? Who? <sighs> Will Team Avatar ever be really reunited?
1: Probably. Who knows? Probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Any other thoughts? Uh, not really. I just really liked it. I know. It's a good episode. What recommend. And also on the wiki of this this the wiki page of this uh, episode, it's this page is nominated for it to be an A-class article due to its high standard. So good job, whoever wrote the wiki article. You helped us out.
1: Yay. Helping us out every day.
0: We love the wiki. We couldn't do the show without wikis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right um cool is it time for a common corner now? it is it's time for common corner
1: yay we don't have a theme song yet
0: we don't we should really write some music
1: somebody if you're a musician who likes us <laughs> you can write us some music we could do it but we could we could. we could we'll do it
0: yeah just have to stop being lazy <laughs> um Ooh. what comments do i want to read today
1: Done. there was like some like riverdale stuff on the riverdale thing yeah do we want to read some of the riverdale ones sure uh we got some
0: so this these comments are from our um Riverdale reaction. So yeah. I think my fa- personal favorite so far is um Beatrice who says, I'm with you, girl, we don't need a love triangle. Yes, thank you. Like we don't need love triangles. Here's thank- the
1: thing. We don't, but like I like you need one for Riverdale because of the crux of Archie is the love triangle. That's yeah. the crux of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do. Yeah. That's where the show. I'm with you, though. No more love triangles. No more love triangles. But you do for – you kind of do for – Plus, I kind of mm-hmm. figured out how that's – I think I figured out how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously Betty and Jughead are going to break up because of the serpent thing. Yeah. Archie and Veronica are going to break up because probably uh, Veronica's mother hit- hired somebody to k- to murder Fred. Okay that's probably, and then that's going to cause tension. They're going to break up. And then Betty and Archie are going to console each other. And it's going to end in sex.
0: (laughs) End in sex. Have you seen the the premiere of the new episode yet? No, I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet.
1: I got to do that. It's like one of those shows, like I don't need to watch it when it's like live. I'm like, I can wait a couple days.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then um, on that same video, Hunter James said, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but KJ actually broke his hand filming that scene where he was punching through the ice. I think I heard that. Nice. That's some good but so I, Wait, was that blood actually his? Because we see it, it bleeding. Might be. Oh.
1: That's some good acting. I feel like though, like when it comes to like anything like ma- and you know somebody's gonna be beating him, I want to make sure like they're protected and not break their hand. hmm But like I would love it if he was like punching it like really intense and they were like, God, KG, that was so great. And it's like, uh guys, uh, 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 uh ow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, like that scene with uh, what what's the movie, Apocalypse Now in uh Martin Sheen? How he, like, tore his hand open in that scene. I've actually
1: never seen Apocalypse
0: Now. Neither have I, but I know that scene. Anyway.
1: I was thinking of the Django Unchained for Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, that one, too. People just bleed a lot. Well, acting is dangerous. No, but there's, like, like, sugar glass
0: that you can use. Yeah, but people still, somehow people still, like, tear their hands open. Anyway. So, um, next comment on that video is just a channel who says, Betty mentions that when her mom was on a spa weekend in uh, episode 5, she actually put Grundy on trial, so she may have gotten what she deserved.
1: I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Was that a thing? I thought, no, because they decided she could just leave. Wasn't it? And Because there was like, yeah. a point where she's leaving.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what you're talking about here. Me neither. I have to go back and research that, because I don't know. Anyway, um, but thank you for the comment, I guess. I'm really confused, but thank you for the comment. Yeah. So thanks, Joseph Channel. Jose Channel. Okay. Uh, I like this one. This is by Rebecca Anderson, who says, The girl on the left looks at the girl on the right a lot, LOL. I just started watching you guys because I wanted to see the specific scene, but then continued watching for fun. I don't know if the girl on the left has already seen this show and she's watching the other girl's reaction or what, but gosh, LOL. Love the reaction, though.
1: Aw, oh, thanks for, so much. Thank you. For 12, that was the case. Yeah. And I'm just like, I think I just, like, I just kind of look at you.
0: Yeah, so, so like my I, as I like, was editing it, like I you kept like looking at me. Well, I
1: think it is. was like with thirteen. I'm just kind of like I knew what I I was like wanted to like see my reaction, but I wanted to see your reaction too, yeah. even though I didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah, like for twelve, like that was like the, I knew what was gonna happen. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so as context, um, if you haven't seen the video, girl on the left is uh, Dara, who had seen episode, who had seen one of the episodes we were watching that day, but not the other one. So she was looking at me for reaction, and then I was the girl on the right. And so yeah, so. It was funny
1: because we do Here's like. Here's how you a lot, say it. Then. I'm the brunette one, you're the blonde one. Yeah. I'm the smart brunette, you're the dumb blonde. Oh. <laughs> that's oh. How, that's how what society says. That's what society I says. Oh, is it true anymore? I feel like it's not true anymore. Oh, okay. I still have a lot of feelings, though, about
0: actually about like um like the whole like dumb blonde thing. Because like anytime, like I don't feel like, dumb, like the dumb blonde thing isn't as strong anymore, but I still feel like if you want, like if a character, like if a female character's trait is that they're smart, they're like never blonde. And that's not it's not never because th- there's more characters nowadays but who are smart but then but and blonde but like not as much. It's still not a lot. To be
1: fair. And that's I feel
0: very strongly about this. To be this. fair, if we're
1: going to Riverdale, Betty's smart. It's true. Yeah. Betty's very smart. Yeah, so thanks. No, but Beth. it was like blondes were dumb, brunettes were smart, redheads are crazy. Yeah.
0: Redheads are still kind of crazy. Yeah. Sorry, redheads. Sorry about that. But I just feel like not as many – well, okay, not as many – there's there's um smart blondes, but they are still considered, like, to be, like, really attractive. You know what I mean? I feel like they're still considered to be, like, good-looking characters. I guess? I just, like – I don't know. I just want, like, a character where, like, their looks don't matter, but they just have to be blonde and smart. Anyway, uh, read my books, guys. I <laughs> I rate those characters. Anyway. Um, Did you publish any of those books? Not really. There you go. They're real Some of them are available on the internet, though. Okay.
1: Then...
0: Anyway. It's not very good, but I write it. Um, so I think that's all we're gonna do for today. Yes so um thank you for tuning in that's about all the time we have for uh this week's episode if you want to follow us on any of our social medias that would be great you can find us on facebook uh, we are witty clothes productions follow us on twitter at witty clothes um you can go head over to patreon we like that we are witty clothes on there if you're listening to us on any other medium um besides youtube our youtube is witty clothes productions so if you want to subscribe to us and find out when we're dropping some videos that'd be rad Um, like and comment as usual Uh, if you comment uh, we always try to read those on the show Um, we're going to do a better job of figuring out which ones we've read yet and which ones we haven't yeah (laughs) i see one here that we're definitely gonna get to on the next episode um so don't worry also we're really close to 100 we are really close to 100 subscribers guys so that'd be really cool if you help bump us up and we'd be very appreciative of that and yeah and so if you're if you did leave us a comment and you're wondering like why haven't i heard it on the show yet we do a lot of these in advance um so we do these a few weeks out so if you know you don't hear it yet you might have to wait a little bit but we'll get to it we promise mm-hmm. um you can also if you want to listen to us on the go if you don't feel like uh pulling us up on your computer and you can put us on your phone so you can listen to us in the car because that's how i listen to my podcasts we are on itunes um and we are Woody clothes productions on there you can subscribe and leave us a rating and review and we will also read some of those reviews on the show because i'm looking forward to getting some of those we haven't gotten very many yet so have we gotten any? any? well it sounds pathetic when we say we haven't gotten any but we really haven't gotten any yet <laughs> so guys us, uh, please give us your thoughts with good or bad or ugly we want to hear them anyway um but yeah so that sounds like that is all the time we have for today join us next time as we're going to continue with legend of Cora book four which episodes three the coronation episode four the calling
1: stay tuned Ooh, peace peace